Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 70. In this episode, we'll be talking about our hidden gem, Lissa Drac, how to play Dice Masters with random teams, and wrapping it all up with our favorite new card combos. But before we get into our segments, I just wanted to let you know that the KO King, check out his Etsy shop, Etsy.com, KO King's Corner, and if you put in the code DBLISTENERS, it will give you $5 off your order. So that is the KO King's Corner on Etsy, and use code DB listeners. All right, let's jump into our first segment, our hidden gem with Lissa Drac. Okay, guys, we are here with Steve the Sage. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. And we have Alex. Did we ever give you Alex the beard, but the beard's like trimmed? I, I, I don't yeah. know what you try to give me a name all the time, but it just changes. <laughs> so, I don't know. Alex, I, the ever rotating nickname. I, 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 I should just tra- to call you Alex, the ever traveling road mechanic. Yes, sir. So, <laughs> that, that's probably why I don't remember, because you're always on the road. He can be the road, road mechanic. Um, I like that. So, yeah, I, I'm excited for this because it is time for our hidden gem. And this one has been probably long overdue for us to mention. Um, and it is the uncommon Lissa Drac, Future Sight from War of Light. She's a three-cost mask, and her ability is while Lissa Drac is active. At the beginning of your opponent's turn, name a character. Your opponent must pay two life to field that character die. So can we put an asterisk on this being called a hidden gem? Because I feel like at one point it was a very popular card. Well, and then it went out, and now it's starting to come back again. I, I Actually, I don't think it was ever a popular card because the problem with it is that there was another two-cost... Well, there was a two-cost character, Shield, with Hellblazer that has kind of a similar ability, but maybe a little bit better because it blinked the card. Yeah, for and sure. And in terms of that, sure. that was kind of a big thing. Um but I think Lissa Drac is now a little bit more popular because we now have so many cards where you have to repeat fielding a character to do damage or to do to get a effect to trigger off. Well, and the ability to control your prep area and move stuff to your prep area more more when you want to than when just game mechanics made it. Yeah, and and again, it's too paying to life. There, we don't have a way to negate that either. No, where, where, other than blanking the text. Yeah, out. where where other stuff would be negating that. And so it kind of falls into this um, interesting piece because it, it, it's, it's a good control piece in terms of that if you have this out, you're adding another hard decision to your opponent. Say they have a Shriek or a Dwarf Wizard trying to blank something. They have to pick, do I pick Lissa Drac or do I pick whatever they have for their win condition? to kind of complicate this more. Plus, with Lissa Drac, if you feel the Dwarf Wizard and you had called Dwarf Wizard, you're also taking two damage. <laughs> or you're, yep. you're paying two yep. life to, to get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's such it's one of those cards that I, I think this type of damage is underrated. The ability to do little bits of damage over time really hurts, and you don't realize it until you're at eight life, and you're like, oh, wait, now life is a resource, and it's a very low. The, one of the things I really like about this is it's a while active. It's not a win fielded. It's not a win attacks or anything like that. It is win while active. So you blank it. The minute you blank it, she's out. She stays out, and her ability stays with her. Yeah, um, and like, like I, I, I like how it's a good counter for a lot of things too. Especially if you use it with other naming cards, it just starts becoming so oppressive. So. You know, you could use Lockjaw or Riddler to name that, and mm-hmm. you could be, you know, in, in terms of Lockjaw, you may be actually slowly thinning their field out as Lockjaw is doing that damage to all the other characters. Yeah, definitely. I I always find her as a good defense against aggro teams where you're constantly fielding cheap characters, um, yeah, like, I mean, a, like a Guy Gardner rush team. Yeah, or, or imagine, imagine how four. dirty this is, or how, how effective this is actually against a common Firefly team because they have to field that Firefly to do the damage. Yeah. So now they're taking the two damage at the same time. Yeah, they have to think of whether that trade is worth it or not. Yeah, and, and especially if they have to KO it again, that opens another opportunity because now you're clearing your field, essentially, and that may just be enough if they clear out enough on their field because they're trying to refield it next turn that you may have enough characters to actually just attack in and that you know two, four, maybe even six damage that they've taken from the other fire from fielding Firefly before 
might get it low enough where they can just go in and attack for the win. Yeah, I, the this card really scares me on my Guy Gardner mid-range team that I have. Um, it, the goal of that team is to fabricate a lot of very cheap fists so that more fists get into the prep area and then you roll a bunch of characters and, and have to field them. And if they call Guy Gardner on that, you know, that, that could be eight damage to myself. And that's not something I really want to take. Um, one of the things that I kind of like this is some, if somebody's relying on swarm and they war, and they do roll character faces, it shuts that down. Yeah. Um, and especially if you, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some of the combos that you could use. Um, you know, you combo this with, you know, a Madam Mask or something. So if, and the Madam Mask we're talking about is, I can't remember, it's the Uncommon or the Is it the rare? one that, that stops fielding effects? Yeah, it, it, it's the one that when you actually field a non-basic um, or a non, whatchamacallit, a non-villain character, it's going to actually blank the card. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that would that, be a For that turn, combo. so um, that actually works out pretty well in terms of that. And then I'm trying to think, Wonder Woman, of course, mm-hmm. like... Imagine that. So now Wonder Woman's going to blank your wind fielded card. If you field it, you're going to take two damage, but you might need to field it because you might need a blocker next turn. Well, <laughs> one of the beauties of this card, too, is that it stops those uh, cards that let your opponent get an extra die, like Mantis. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I can draw a die, but I'm going to. But you gonna, took gonna, two damage gonna, to get that I'm die. I'm going to take two damage to get that die. Um, and I, I, it's even more important because you mentioned Mansion, Mantis. Um, just a Guardians team with that rare Yondu that deals one damage for every Guardian, you're going to have to field it somehow. Yeah. Um, and you've already paid five to get it to buy it, and now you're going to have to pay two each time you field it. And Plus, plus with the new Guardian sets, there's a lot of things that can field characters for free, and that will shut that down. Yeah, for sure. Anytime like the you, Collector. Anytime you can add a tax to your team, as, like if you have that extra flex spot, if you can put a taxing card... There's a reason why Jinzo was so popular at one point, because that tax, that two two life is just, it's a lot over time. And yeah, this is just, I think if you have a seven, an eighth spot on your team, this is an excellent card. Yeah. So so here's my question, because, you know, we've talked about how good this card is in game. So our, our, my question is, how come we haven't seen it on more teams? Uh, it's a, it's doesn't really have good stats. Uh, it's pretty easy to get rid of. Um, Your opponent can let's get rid see, of what, What's her defense? I think she maxes She's out. She's a one, two, three defense. Um, so uh, th- level three is pretty decent, but the other two are. Yeah, you're going to have to get her alive somehow. But the nice part, she's a mask. So just throw Raven there. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think one of the reasons you haven't seen her much and you might see her now is there were better taxing uh, characters in the game before, like Jinzo. Like Constantine. Like Constantine. I mean, Constantine was you know, just that go-to because he was one cheaper. He did a similar ability. Sure, you're not getting damage, but blinking a card is pretty good. Yeah, when when you're, you know, when you have a cheap character that can do some good control stuff for you, something you can get out early, it's always nice. But before, there were better options. Now she's becoming one of the better options. Yeah, and um, uh, well, and she does have a good fielding cost. Uh, Zero one one. Yeah, so it's pretty cheap, and I'm just trying to think of all the counters. I mean, even multiple man. Um, you've noticed I've noticed playing a lot of multiple man teams that you tend to want to field the multiple man, and he already has a f- high fielding cost. So now you're almost double. Like I envision it as almost kind of doubling it because you're taking an additional two damage to field one. And, and like I say, if if they have a swarm team and they end up rolling character faces, boy, you're gonna they can't. Yeah, they and they that's gonna, not and that's gonna be per die. So they roll three multiple man. They're going to take six unless they don't want to field him, which is kind of the point. You don't want them yeah. to field it. Um, and, and the funny part is, I'll, I'll tell you a story about this. The reason why I'm actually so familiar with this list of track is when I first started playing Dice Masters, I could not get a Constantine Hellblazer at all. It was just, there's, you know, they were hard to find. I mean, the card was selling for, what is it, 50, 60 bucks uh, because it was kind of that definitive control card you got to have on your team. So what I would do, because I knew I was going to get one eventually, would I put Lissa Drac in there instead of the Constantine and use that to as practice. So I would remember at the beginning of each turn. Because, I mean, how many times have you played a card like this and oh, totally yeah. forgotten? That, that is one of the hardest things <laughs> that's, about playing that, a card like this, I, for sure. I think that's another reason why is because you consciously have to think about it, not on your turn, but on your opponent's turn. 
So yeah. and so so here, this is a good question because I mean we we're getting a good mix of new players and stuff who may not have played with Constantine and this is actually kind of one of those abilities you got to keep um, your eye on. Do you guys have any tips on what to determine on what to call? Because you have eight possibilities, you know, to in terms of picking characters. Like, do you have any tips on how people? Just should determine what card to call i mean obviously you want to pay attention to their bag rotation what's coming out next um what's in their use pile is most likely not coming out of the bag next uh what's in their prep area is probably the easiest yeah what's in the prep area is definitely the easiest i would say whatever dice they've bought the most of you know if they bought five four guy gardeners and they don't have four guy gardeners in the field or in the used pile like that's probably a good one to call you want to call the die that they you you don't want to field it against you, or if you do, they need to pay. And, and if you don't know, just name the card that you think is going to damage damage you the most. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, or you end up like me early in game when they haven't bought anything but action dice, and you're like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Again, what am I going to name? It does, it does happen. It does happen. But seriously, with that, that brings up a good point. Even if even if you know that they're going to draw four sidekick dice, name something just so you get in the habit of doing yeah. it each and, turn. Yeah, and I've I've noticed that actually, especially for the less experienced players, that can actually influence <laughs> them during that turn because <laughs> they'll, they'll be thinking about it, and it may actually affect what they want to buy yeah. next turn because you're yeah. like, I'm going to be shutting this down. Um, Steve, I love I love your point about the prep area too. Um, if you have like a force attack or force block, that is always a great way to almost lock their character from getting fielded or they're going to take damage for it um i think i remember i used this and one of the mr freezes i, I was that, just thinking yeah. about that how that would be fun combo. yeah, yeah that's so okay. so like that combo. essentially locked down two of the characters because I, I i think i was playing somebody who needed two two characters to do it and i would juggle between the two so mm-hmm. i would freeze one for one turn in the prep area but the other one was already in the prep area so i'd call the other one so they're making this hard decision on what to actually field and if they can take yeah. the damage or not. Yeah, that, it's really good. Um, I, I really like her, and I've used her in some of my more competitive decks uh, even early on. But I, I think now, especially with the Guardian set coming out, there's just a ton of wind-fielded effects, and you just want to shut those down. You really want to shut those down. Yeah, for sure, or at least make them cost something to the, the your opponent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm kind of... I'm kinda, I'm, I was thinking about this. This is probably a good thing and a bad thing that it's not damage. Because I thought of it. I'm like, well, if it's damage, you could use the rare cosmic cube and then, then do four at a time. And then that's <laughs> almost like one of the no, new... No, Kevin, no. Don't, <laughs> that's don't. almost like one of the new Thanos cards. Um, so we want to hear you guys. Like, Have you guys used Lissadrak Future Sight before? Um, and what are some of the tips and tricks that you've done with it? Or have you just like kind of ignored it? Because I've noticed sometimes with Warlight, everybody just thinks Lantern Ring, Guy Gardner... There's nothing else in the set, um, and that's why. Like, I feel like this one. We, if you have, if you use it more often, especially if you're in a meta that has a lot of when using a lot of windfielded cards, this is going to turn it upside down because you'll actually be able to turn the tables on them. Um, so, guys, thank you so much for kind of talking about our hidden gem with Lissa Drac. Um, keep brewing because I'm we're, we're gonna have you guys back a little bit later to talk about some of our new card combos and who knows Lissa Drac may be part of it she actually could be okay guys we are here with Dr. J how are you doing today doing great and with the KO King how are you doing good how are you um this is actually a interesting subject that we're doing um because I don't know how many of you guys at home have this problem if you're a newer player you probably don't but for some of us who have been playing this game for a long time now we have a whole bunch of extra cards, like commons, uncommons, oh, yeah. sometimes even rares and super rares. Tons of them, yeah. Um, if anybody needs a rare um, Felicity Smoke, I have a few for trade. A few. Yeah, you pulled a crap ton of those, <laughs> I remember. Um, but it so, always seems like whatever rares you pull in a set, you seem to pull the same. I've pulled <laughs> a bunch of rare mantises same? from Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy so far, so she's my lucky rare from this set. Yep. So, Russ, you've kind of been playing with this idea of taking some of these cards, shuffling them up, and seeing what you can get out of eight random cards that you pull out, right? Not really shuffling them, more like taking all the cards and putting them in ten really high, like, foot-tall stacks, and then you just pick like eight cards are, are, out of those piles. Are we, are, are we still talking about dice masters or patent litigation? Uh, I don't, <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's basically like the, how many cards Russ has. Like he went through and he 
sorted them out one of each card that he had an extra of. And so you have to like basically pick eight cards out of like these random stacks and try to make them not fall over on the table and make a huge mess. And then he has to f- fish for the dice. Yeah. L- loser yeah, ha- loser has to clean up the stacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've narrowed the bags down to three. You know, you have your Marvel DC and those, but it still takes a while to fish those out. See, this this is why you don't to... store in Ziploc bags. No, this is why you yeah. don't store everything all in one Ziploc bag. <laughs> this goes back to when I originally started the game. My boys and I, uh, I have two two sons, and we'd play this way. We'd just play random. So I still do that. So the extras I have are actually extras of extras of extras because there's like <laughs> three collections in the house. So this is like the trickle down. So they're not ideal cards. I don't even know if I have any rares in there because I keep the rares. Yeah, and, and you definitely don't have any super rares in there, right? No, no, I have some promos. I have some good stuff that yeah, he's I, got promos. He's got a set yeah. of Spider Man, Maximum Carnage, a set because you buy two sets for right. the extra yeah. dice. You don't need the cards, so yeah. he uses the cards. I think I'm, I I want to say there is one super rare in there. I think I have a Captain Universe in there. <laughs> that's not a super rare. That is just a, that's just like a, a burning pit in your yeah. card binder. Yeah, it's so, awful. So it's a it's basically a box of about. Four or five hundred cards of nothing specific, commons, uncommons, all sets and everything, rares. right? Yep. So yeah, it took it took way too long to organize it to make sure I didn't have extras of extras. Mm-hmm. So, so what did you kind of discover about kind of doing games like this in terms of the randomality of stuff? So, so I really enjoy. I've always enjoyed doing this uh, to test pilot skills. Right, because you you end up, and Jared can attest for this. You end up with some terrible teams. Oh yeah, awful, but then, awful teams. But then you get the occasional little golden gem in there where you're like, this is actually a not so bad combo. You know that you can lodge away. Um, it's probably a good idea to have. Time limits, right? Jared and I have had some games where <laughs> yeah. there's just like yeah, no time limits. There's two, like two, no two, two day condition. dice master matches. Yeah. There's just like no win condition. We had game night at my house, and Jared and I were stuck in this game, and I think Zach was just going crazy because he was waiting. He's like, was like can, we, can we happened. play a regular game now? <laughs> it's funny. He started a game of Twilight Imperium with himself and finished before you guys. Yeah, the way the way we play it usually is. Uh, like we we either draft the cards or we'll just pick eight random cards and then we'll look at them and get like one or two mulligans right. where you pitch the cards because lots of times you'll have cards that'll say like, you know, for every X-Men character on your team and you don't have any X-Men characters or for every villain on your team and you didn't pull any villains because you got a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh cards or something. Yeah. And so you pitch those, but then you realize in your hand you still had like one of the Hulks from Spider-Man and you really want to get rid of that because that's useless. So you'll end up with like four useless cards yeah. and you only get a pitch two. Yeah. And, and that, that probably fun. helps like what what do you do if you get like doubles? Like you get uh, you know, an AVX Hulk and a Spider Man Hulk. Obviously you'd keep the Spider Man Hulk. You just pitch one. Yeah. So you, you pick the one you like. So when we say when I say random, I'm literally like I'll grab a stack sometimes when me and Mike and my son play, I'll grab a stack of cards and deal them out like you would poker you know, style. Yeah, like poker <laughs> style. Just there's your eight cards. And yeah. you have no idea what you're going to get. Do you guys do like the TV poker thing where you just like cover your hand and <laughs> peek at the cards before you, you slide them to the edge of the <laughs> yeah. table and look under? The other way to do it is um, a little draft where you kind of shuffle and throw out 10, 12 cards each and then draft a little bit. You're drafting, but you, you know, you have very limited, but I find that is a fun way to kind of work on minor building skills. Uh, I think it was funny. I think last time you and I drafted, there was a the Melinda May promo. Yeah, promo right? Melinda May. The and, Bills have shield characters. And I passed him a couple shield characters. And I passed him the Melinda May. And I took the Melinda May and he <laughs> took the shield characters. All I had was Melinda May. And I was like, well, she's not going to work. So I pass it. And then he passes me a hand with a couple shield characters in it. And I'm like, shield character? And then he passes the hand back and there's no Melinda May. And I was like, ah. Crap! Yeah. How was the art on that Melinda Bay? Was uh, it was it, was it just the all art one or was it yeah, a custom? It, no, it was just the all art oh. one. 
the other, th- I'm, the a, other I'm a thing, fan of alt art. Yeah. Custom Melinda Mays. <laughs> the other thing that you can do is I've done where you draw dice out of the bag. You just like randomly draw dice and then that you would get to probably choose. be better. Yeah. I mean, that would be a better way of picking the cards. And then, you know, what, you pick the uncommon or the common version yeah. of those cards. But then you have to fish through Russ's shuffled up stacks of cards to find them. <laughs> and since there's only one of each, that could be a little well, rough. How do you do the rarities when you throw them all in the bag? Like, do you assume all of them are common or uncommon cards? Because oh, you if you're pulling the dice? Yeah, if you're just pulling out dice. You, you just pick get one. To choose. You get a pick. Or you roll the dice and level one is common, level two is uncommon, and level three is rare. <laughs> or it's but just I don't the, have rares. The, yeah. <laughs> or, or it's just the first one you can find in Russell's stack. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. good. <laughs> and, you know, you can also use that to build some teams. But the thing about doing the random games, and I always try to get people to play the random games or crap drafts. I've tried to get the store to allow us to just bring our extra crap to draft probably not the best terminology, but just a crap draft where you can really just enjoy complete randomness and then also give it to the new players would always be my idea to take your extra stuff and give it to new players. So so that was my next question is like, do you kind of suggest a format like this for a little bit more less competitive and more tabletopy type folk who are just like, well, I see comic book heroes. Well, it depends. Uh, I, this may be the coach in me, but I enjoy the the random games to hone on my piloting skills where I have a team that is not necessarily tuned in or you've got a bunch of weird things there and you've got to try to figure out as a pilot how how to win the game and using the different abilities at different ways. So I look at it as kind of a practice. When we build teams and we have that kind of idea behind it on what we want to build and play we know what what we need to do but on the spot random you kind of got to learn a lot more about adjusting and playing on the fly and when we and then we also just take random basic actions so it's not like you get to say oh i'll just i'll just win with the magic missile or a polymorph i'll do all that you you're random so you're getting really bad yeah you have to play with like the phantom zone (laughs) or you know something like that so pizza or suffering and satisfaction, or something. suffering and satisfaction is a good basic action. It's not a I good basic action. It's a. Basic I have to action. admit, we've I've played with some that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it, it like like Russ was saying, it's a really really good way to to hone on your piloting skills. I mean, you sit down across from this person, they have no idea what they're doing, you have no idea what you're doing, and so you look at your cards and say all right, I'm going to buy this one first because it's a three-cost character or whatever. And then you sit there and you watch what your opponent does and you look at your team and say, do I have a counter to that? And you you basically try your best to find one, try your best to find a counter and then get find a win condition in there And somewhere. then you get it halfway through the game and you're like, I've been playing this team all wrong. I've got it all figured out now. And then you try to bounce it, back. Yeah, it really, helps you, it really helps you think on your feet, which I think is going to be super important with this new meta coming up because it's not... I don't think teams are going to you're going to be able to play them the way you could. Yeah. Where it was turn one, I'm going to chalkboard multiple man. Turn two, I'm going to roll him. I'm going to pay six for something, or I'm going to chalkboard a ring over or whatever. And then you just buy multiple men and rings and and win that way. It's not you can't plan out your turns anymore. Teams are going to be so different when you come up against them in this next competitive season that. Being able to adjust your piloting skills on the fly, being able to adjust your purchase order on the fly is so important. Yeah. And random games help you do that. Yeah, and that's definitely a skill you have to learn by practicing because there's not really a good way. I mean, I, I can't imagine, like, doing flow charts or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. there, there is a there's a difference between practicing a team and really honing that team, which is very important and really understanding that, and then practicing piloting skills and this kind of environment allows you to practice your pilot skills if that makes sense because while it, they seem one and the same sometimes you just have terrible roles all those kind of things where it's important to to be a better pilot so this is kind of why i play this way the other reason it's going to probably sound really silly 
But I'll admit the other reason I do this is because I feel bad for those cards that never get played. <laughs> it's an like, unplayed with toy thing. Yeah, when I was a little kid and I had those toys that didn't get played with, I always wanted to play with them. I and never now, put this nose on Mr. Potato Head. I'll put this yeah. nose on him this time. So now I have all these cards that never get played, and I feel bad for that Captain Universe that nobody wants to play with. Because yeah. she's a book, and I'll—I mean, like she is. <laughs> Another great, great part of this, though, is like I, I was thinking about what you were saying. And when I was honing my doomsday team, I had it down. You know, I had the, my purchase order and everything. What I would do in this situation, what I would do in this situation. But you run into sometimes you run into completely unexpected situations. And this happened to me in nationals where I st- I, I couldn't roll. I couldn't roll what I needed to roll, and all of a sudden I was like, well, I went on autopilot, and I was like, I'm just going to buy this. I'm just going to buy it again and try it again. I'm gonna, And I kept trying to do this same thing over and over again instead of shifting my, my play style, and I ended up over-gubbing up my bag with Doomsday dice and Kryptonite dice, and it, I ended up losing a game because of that. This really does help you expand and see everything on the board. Because if you can't see everything on your side of the board and everything on your opponent's side of the board, it's gonna you're gonna have a very hard time in competitive. You have to always be aware of what the globals are at at any given time, what they're gonna do for you. And this really helps you because you're sitting there with absolutely no idea what you're doing. You're gonna say, okay. Is that global going to help me? Is this global going to help me? Is buying this die going to help me? Is that action die going to help me? And it really gives you a broader view of the game. Yeah, for me, I am more worried about I want to be the best player, and that doesn't mean I'm super competitive all the time. And what I take to an event, sometimes I'm competitive and I want to win that event. But if I if I do what I want to do, maybe it's the Johnny and me, if I work on part of my team and I I feel good about that, I'm okay. So I, I work on that. And then, you know, there are some teams that are built that are just going to win even if they don't roll great. And I've never built a team like that. What Cube and Magic Missile. <laughs> oh, man. That cube <laughs> such, a no, such a no-brainer yeah. team, and it's yeah. going to be played. Yeah, so, so like, before we go, I, I want to hear from both of you because I think both of you guys have probably the most experience doing this because – I'll, I'll tell you guys the truth. Like, I don't get to play Dice Masters that much anymore. Um, but so what are kind of like the most, either the a r- super good combo that you discovered doing this or kind of the most le- out of left field combo that you, you had to do to play in a game? Well, recently the one that I've come up with that I still like and I've started to brew with it as an example is um, Cosmo Common. Uh, when he's KO, you can't. When he's filled, you can KO him, and then your guardians don't take damage. So I I had him, and I was using him similar to Hush, and I used Escape Incarceration. But now it's kind of drifted into more. I like using that Cosmo to protect my guardians so they can't ping out my Angela or, you know, that super Angela that, that now my guardians are protected and can't take damage that turn. So that's really good. And the other thing that Jared and I have done and this is really, I think, a great way to prepare for new drafts is you just have your bunch of new cards and you just randomly the new sets because that's where you really find new stuff is if you just force play random new eight cards. Yeah. That's what we did to prepare for We just took a hand, like the... We used somebody else's cards or something, just a stack of commons and uncommons from the set and randomly dealt them out and played with those before we went and drafted and we found some fun combos that obviously other people didn't know because they hadn't played the set yet and you don't know what's in each set until you play around with it a little bit yeah the the random for new set it makes a a huge difference because you you see things that you weren't ready for Mm-hmm. So I can't think of any combos that we played with Russ, though. I tried to block most of those teams out <laughs> because they were so <laughs> bad. There's a funny there's a funny thing that happened with me and Russ. He had that Melinda May. He got Melinda May out in the field and he was like, I can't deal you any damage. Oh like I can't gosh. feel any characters. And I was like, but you have villain characters in your reserve pool. Like he, he had a bunch of villain characters. And I was like, just use the because there was Iron Man Tinhead. I was yeah. like, just <laughs> use that and make her a villain. And he was like. Oh my gosh, this game had been going for like an hour and he couldn't beat me. And I was like, 
not telling him for rounds and rounds and rounds. And I was like, look, just make her a villain and finish me off. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and that's why I like to do that. Because you'll see things. You get focused on one way to win, but you don't see everything that's yeah, out Yeah, the, all, all those like kind of missed opportunities right. that may just be just going, hey, just do me. I'm faster or I'm a little bit more effective in this yep, situation. Absolutely. But yeah, when the new set comes out for X-Men, I challenge some of you to take a bunch of your cards, random games, before you go draft, and I think you'd be surprised at what you can figure out. No, nah, you just play common boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, that, right. that set <laughs> so, for sure. Yep. So we want to hear from you guys. Have you played any kind of these random sets? Because I've heard discussions of kind of different ways to randomize this. We'd love to hear how you guys randomize them. Because I mean, Russ has his own way to do it, but I know people may have devised other ways to do it. So shoot us an email. Let us know. Double burst at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash double burst. Guys, thank you so much. And I hope you guys are kind of in a combo mindset because we'll have you guys back in a second to talk about some new favorite combos that you've come up with. All right, guys, we are here back with the full crew. Uh, are, are you guys excited for this? Um, I know we, we've, we've done our favorite combos in the past, and I'm excited for this because it's time to revisit it because the more sets that come out, the more potential combos that we ha- you know we find. And, of course, Russ's mind is always racing with each set. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm excited to see what Russ came up with. And how many combos do you have? So, so and, hey, you've and fallen the, into the trap with this Guardian set, and haven't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah Russ, Russ was like, I've got like four teams brewing, and I was like, only four? <laughs> That's surprising. I'm just, so, I'm just curious how many cards are in each of his combos. That's <laughs> so, so I haven't played in a while, so my favorite combo is still Green Goliath and Polymorph, right? That's, that's where we're at. That's, right. that's not a new combo. Oh, oh, sorry. Green, Green Goliath Magic <laughs> Missile? Well, he's using, he's using un, Unstable Canister, and he's using the uh, Alt Art Green yeah. Goliath. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's a there new combo. There you go. It's a new just, combo. Just, yeah, full disclosure, I've played about three games with the Guardians. Well, set, maybe you need so. to get a different job. No, yeah. Well, it's done for the year now, basically, so I'm good to go for yeah. the rest of the fall. So, so Russ, I, I know you have, like, what is it, five here? Six? Somebody start with the Russ drinking game? Yeah. I have six, my, six combos? my notes in front of me, which right. means I have my cards, <laughs> cards that are spread out teams. everywhere. So let's let's start out with you. Give us one of the combos that you've been uh, enjoying. Uncommon Thanos. You better watch it. <laughs> Guys, there's some turf wars. We might have to pause this recording if he <laughs> keeps going along that line. Yeah, that's where the pay-per-view episode of Double Burst is. The, when, pa- the when, pay-per-view. When, when, when you guys duke it out. <laughs> so I know it'll surprise everybody, but I have a lot of combos with Truce, which I really <laughs> like. Truce and Scarecrow is really good. Do you do you pair it with characters that have one KO'd abilities? <laughs> or or what or, or what fielded abilities? <laughs> so actually, in the Guardian set, one thing that I've liked a lot with Truce, and I played Jared with this with an aggro style with Truce is uh, Drax Uncommon, and he gets plus three when another character's KO'd. So you Truce, and then you can attack on an open field. He's like uh, Guy Gardner level fast, yeah, and beefy. He gets so beefy with that stupid combo. So you just really use good. use Truce, Cube, and Drax, and you can cycle pretty fast. Yeah, you just basically what he does is he gets Drax out in the field, gets one Drax out in the field, maybe some sidekicks, and then as soon as he gets Truce, he knocks out his two sidekicks, knocks out whatever you happen to have in the field, and then just attacks with Drax on an open field, and he gets plus three attack when one of your characters went. One of your characters? Or no, another character. character. Yeah, so he, another, another character. So he would be a five, six, or seven, depending on what level he's on. Yeah. And there's so. nothing you can do. You just eat it in the face. Yep. You sound bitter about this combo. I'm a little, a little bit. bitter about it, but it was actually really, <laughs> really interesting when he played it against me. I was like, that's a pretty good combo. Yeah, I, I mean, because I, I know Ken was trying to use the Daisy Johnson to do the same thing in set, and that's sort of effective if you don't have a lot of low defense characters on your side, too. Yeah, but um, then, I mean, they can just chump block, and Truce takes care of that. It takes those chump blockers out of the yep. field. Yeah, so before anybody encroaches on your Thanos turf that you've set up, <laughs> yeah, what, what, what's some of the combos that you wanted to mention? So I really like Uncommon Thanos. I've been building with him a lot. He is an awesome control piece. He's a seven cost, which means you have to have some way to get to him, and so I combo him with the Uncommon Collector, 
who's the six cost, but that's much more purchasable than a seven cost. Yep. So, so for anybody who's not sure with the new set, right? So the common yes. Thanos is when fielded, name an opposing character, replacing all previous choices. While Thanos is active, the named character cannot be fielded. While Thanos is active, when the named character dies, put into the use pile, Thanos deals your opponent four damage. Yeah, so he's awesome because he's got three abilities on him. One when fielded ability and two while active abilities, and it's just a lot of damage. Um, and then the uncommon collector, what he does is when he's fielded, you pick a die, that an unpurchased you, die. You and team. target opponent each select one of your unpurchased die, choose one, and place the selected die in your use pile, remove the other die from the game. Yep. I want to do some studies on this. I was talking with Kevin the other day. This seems like it's good, but is it really faster than, and this is how I feel with nowhere, is it really faster than just flat out buying the seven cost it's not about it's not about just trying to get one of them the whole purpose of collector is that you can get multiple characters without paying for them so what i do when i how do you get rid of your collector though because he's got some beefy defense well you use something like what you do with him what the ideal way is you play like what you play the kal-el global (laughs) you play the kal-el no not truce Truce (laughs) actually truce is awful for this team and i thought about it because i'm like i gotta get that collector out of the field but he's bad because this team you don't get a lot of characters in the field it's more of a control team and so what i think you do is you play with the kal-el global and then you just attack with the collector if they block it then you flip his defense and he's like one one two and he gets knocked out. If they don't, you flip it anyway, and they take, like, eight damage. So I, I like pairing him with that. Um, but also what works really well with this with Thanos is Shriek. When you field something, you blank something, so you get this Thanos and Shriek out, and they basically protect each other. I don't think this Thanos is very good. And if you're able <laughs> to get them both out, you could effectively lock down two characters on your opponent's team, and they're just going to take damage until they die. You really like this Thanos. He is so awesome. He is. I'm just kidding. I, he scares <laughs> yeah. me, actually. He this, does. Is, he, is this this Thanos that you talked me. me talked me into taking off of my team to put the Hulk with Overcrush on my team? It, didn't fit, on, it didn't fit on your team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was. I thought you were talking about the common Thanos. No, the, the, the one that gives four damage or whatever. Oh, this... Uh, you, you didn't want him on your team anyway. He yeah. was no good for you. Yeah. In, in competitive, <laughs> I know we worry about that seven cost. This, this to me, this card is a, is a huge game changer. Yeah. and You have you, to blink it with Shriek. If you're using like a multiple man or something, my opponent gets, let's say I'm using multiple man or any swarm mechanic, and my opponent gets Thanos in the field, I'm dead. I will die. Yeah, I played against Russ with this, and he bought three of his Cosmo the Space Dogs, and I fielded Thanos... And I see two of them in the used pile already. I was like, Cosmo? And really, all it takes is one or two instances of this, and then they're low enough that Thanos can kill them. So really, I mean, if this ability triggers a couple times, that's, what are they at there, 12? And he's got nine attack. I mean, it's not going to take much more to kill them at that point. And he's such a heavy control piece that it's hard for people to feel anything. Well, and then the reaction is, well, they're going to shriek my Thanos. If you have a cold gun, because I plan on playing Thanos, cold gun, and Shriek, and that other stuff that I talked about with Dwarf Trist, Wizard but, and Kryptonite. No, but, <laughs> but, if, but if you have a cold gun and they blank your Thanos, you just cold gun Shriek, name Shriek with Thanos, and Shriek's taken care of. Yeah. Or you Shriek, there's Shriek, you field Thanos, you oh, name man. Shriek, and then you can KO your Shriek and refield it and name something else. Thanos effectively takes her out of the picture if like if if I'm playing against that person, that's what I'm picking with Thanos. I'm picking Shriek. Unless it's not purchased. I I'm so glad he's seven cost. And I want to play with him, but if he was six, I think he would be broken. I played I've played with him in the in drafts and in our it, league, and once he's out, it's, it's over. It like is. once he's out, it's over. There's no there's no way to stop it in set. Yeah, I was gonna say in set. Out of set, there is ways to stop yeah. this. Yeah, for sure. But he's awesome. Yeah. And oh, I'm. I, I totally agree. Yep. He yeah. is awesome. All right. So, Steve, do you got uh, any cool combos that you're uh, kind of eyeing or enjoying playing? Yeah, I've I've actually come up with uh, two. Um, I'll tell you the one I really like right now is that's Lady Bullseye Rare, which is when she's fielded, name a character, 
or name a character die, and it has to block. And then the Black Widow Stinger, where she has the aftershock ability that she deals one the damage. only one good character. The that only has aftershock. character <laughs> with good with aftershock, and you can make it work yeah. with her. Yeah. And second only to the Hulk, right? Yeah, and she just she can just ping. <laughs> You know, especially if you get multiple Black Widows out yeah. there. Yeah, and, and like if you're actually an aggressive style player, there's almost zero, ne- zero negative effects if you just attack with that Black Widow. And she uh, and she just she has very low defense. You and could you could have fun with that and put the Adam Warlock on that so that her when fielded ability triggers twice and force oh yeah. two characters to block. I was thinking about doing that with the common Lady Bullseye that doubles mm-hmm. the damage. That could be fun. All, all, all the shenanigans on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Stuff. The, the, the other one I thought of was the uh, Rare Collector, which is uh, oh. you can purchase a, a character die for two less to a minimum one. And I'm then like it goes five at teams the, with this guy. I was going to say he cobbles with everything. <laughs> and at, at the end of the turn. But what I like is the uncommon uh, Yondu. Oh. And you just, you just feel the bunch of, of Guardians and... You know, he comes out. What does he? He deals his damage. He deals three to purchase with the collector. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's five nasty. Cost, and then, you know, you do that, and then you just attack with your guardians. So I know there's discussion and debate on the rare collector if he can buy my opponent's die, but even let's just say he doesn't. Know. Let's just say he doesn't. Right. He's still an amazing. Piece. I mean, there's so, so many I options. Have, yeah. So I've kind of been looking at him like Steve, where you you want to attack and then just get rid of that guy. Filled, when filled it or when attacks abilities, and then just get rid of that. Yeah, with the Yonder, you just attack with him because yeah. he's going back to the card anyway. And it takes away, it's kind of a weird little thing this has created as I've started building in, around it. It's actually better because I don't have to cycle that die. So I, I'm looking to put like Sinestro for more of light on where my opponent has to pay one. So I've uh, disrupted their economy every time because anytime they don't save one. Yeah, it's essentially I'm they're just gonna only drawing three dice. I'm going to buy that Sinestro for two. It's going to attack unblocked and it's going back on the card and I can do it next turn because it doesn't have to cycle through my bag. Yeah, he works really well with about three different versions of the Green Goblin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, three super rare versions of the Green Goblin. I think this, I think uh, Zombie Gobby has a place. Yeah, zo- you got that. Zombie Gobby, regular yeah. Gobby, and Norman Osborn. All of them, you pay one field and deal a bunch of damage. Yeah, that rare collector. Yeah. There's lots of things that I am excited about. That one, yep. and that Yondu inset is is a really good yeah. one. So, so Russ, I know. Let's see, we're down to five left. So, what, what's another one? Wait, 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 wait! I, I get a uh, turn. All right, Alex, I, I may not have many combos, <laughs> but I have at least one. <laughs> um, does it involve Guy Gardner? <laughs> it does not involve Guy Gardner. <laughs> oh, it involves Red Hood. Come on, guys. <laughs> no, no, Give no, some credit. no, no. I'm, I, I have an evolving style of play. It's not always Guy Gardner. Hmm. Um, <laughs> So I've I've found the I went back to my Spider-Man stuff, which none of us ever do. I do. And Russ I like lives in Spider-Man. Other than Russ, because he's weird. Nobody should do that. <laughs> but uh, the great the great power the with great power basic action it allows you to spin is like all of your dice up one level, and then if you get it on the burst, it's like uh, all of them all to, level to level three. three. Yeah. And I've been playing him with the stick who is unblockable if it's anybody lower. That's a pretty easy way to get some damage through. And then also with the yellow jacket that if you spin him down one level, he's unblockable. So there's two characters that are pretty decent stats that they don't necessarily deal with spinning, but it greatly benefits Spinning is awesome. (laughs) It really is. So, but that's that's what I found. That's what my little draft team was all about in the, the three games I've played with this, and it was a pretty fun combo. That would give you a chance to use that yellow jacket dice, Steve. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to use that. Yeah. That sweet, miscolored one. Yeah. Yes. Steve has a pretty cool one. So, like, do Jessica Jones because I like that combo. So, <laughs> do, do your Ronan the Accuser combo. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah. Did is you this, make up is, one of those? You know, I have been thinking on one just to <laughs> yeah. play. <you>. <laughs> of course, he's been so, thinking of so, one. So, if you guys are listening to this, there's a challenge out there. 
send us your Ronin the Accuser combo so we can smash who, Jared weekly. I think them. that <laughs> uncommon. I could just truce. I, I will play him. against any one of you with a Ronin the Accuser team sent in by one of our listeners <laughs> with one of Russ's crappy random teams. <laughs> And win every time. The rule is you have to, Ooh. you have to, you have to kill me with Ronan the Accuser. Okay, so here's here's the That's combo the I've been thinking. And you of. can't use the uncommon collector. Here's the, oh dang it, oh, I had or the rare. Uncommon collect- <laughs> the, so here's the thing with with that with the rare collector, truce, and true believer global, which I'll talk about in a second. Pay two mass, remove it. So I buy. Ronan the Accuser. I removed the Collector with the Global. With what I, Global? From True, True Believer. True Believer. You paid two masks? Right? Wait, wait, wait. You're, you're, you're using the Collector to buy Ronan and then use a Global? Yeah. That's seven energy yeah, at I least. Hold on, hold on. Eight en- <laughs> you don't just have that kind of hold energy on. laying around. Hold on. And then I truce my other characters, clear your field, and I attack for ten with... So you rolled an action die, enough yep. energy to use the the two mass global on True yes. Believer and use the collector to buy yes. Ronan. It's because he's still using PXG. Or he's, yeah, <laughs> or he's playing with Dark Side or right. something. Yeah. Okay, that, that counts as one of your combos. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> so the Spidey stuff that I've been looking at, this is carrying over before Guardians, but I'm adding some Guardians to this. But I like the Spider-Man Tangled Web with the... And that uh, when Spider-Man attacks, he gets two plus attack until end of turn. And then on the burst, all of your other Spidey friends get plus two attack as well. And then the global is play bolt, character gains the Spidey friend's affiliation. And then use Mary Jane, rare when she's fielded, give a non-villain character overcrush. And then you add Jessica Jones, and Jessica Jones gets plus one, plus one whenever your char- one of your character die is... Targeted by a global ability or character ability. So you filled Jessica Jones, or you filled Mary Jane, you give Jessica Jones overcrush. So that's plus one, an overcrush. See, so she's see got four, six, so, six. So that's the nasty thing about it. You don't have to give Jessica Jones overcrush. You could potentially even give it to the Spider-Man, depending right. on your opponent's field. Right. But And then every other character that you give the... The spider spider affiliation, Jessica Jones is getting plus one. So you kind of give all your stuff. The spider affiliation, they get plus two. Jessica Jones gets plus one at the same time. Gosh, this so. has got to be the longest we've ever, <laughs> ever talked about giving these spider friends affiliation. Hey, this is a good team. It is, it is. Like, I played against this. That is actually a solid thing because it, it, it goes back to the core of, like, if you want to make this game really interesting for your opponent is you force them to make these these hard decisions. And with that, there's so much flexibility. And like I said, you could give the overcrush to Jessica Jones or you might give it to something else. Um, just determine, because I mean, the Spider-Man, he gets a boost too, right? If he's on his yep. level one side. Um, so I if, think I played you with this with yeah, and you Truce managed, and yeah. Scarecrow. And took out like eight of my characters. So I took out, no, I think I took <laughs> out four characters and everything got a buff because they were spider friends and I went through. And I got to say, I'm a big fan of the globals that just give random affiliations, affiliations. to people. Like we need one that's like, Shield. Target character be, gets a Sinister Six affiliation. You mean like or, maybe Amanda Waller could get yeah, the suicide would, affiliation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, one day. That wouldn't be thematic at all. Uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm done predicting Rust, suicide squads coming out because I was wrong. Um, so yeah, like I like that combo. And then so one of the combos that I'm toying around constantly with now is um, it's actually from a basic action card that came out with the Superman Wonder Woman set. So it's small step for man. Um, and it spins all character dice in the fields onto level one. You pair that with the white dragon that's in the Faerun Under Siege um, yep. starter, where it says level one character dice damaged by this breath weapon can't block until end of turn. So you do that, you know, you get some beefy guys out there, maybe, you know, Red Hood or Guy Gardeners out there and just swing in. It's like, I'm like, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that's almost as good as just buying Cloud Kill and. Using cloud kill, <laughs> but see they can counter cloud kill. This is harder, you know. Yeah. Russ, How much is that dragon? Five, five. Uh oh, rare, rare collector, collector coming one. out. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Hey, Russ, have you talked about your combo where you get to use like one fist for seven different things on each turn? Yeah. What is it? It's uh, you got you got um, 
Iron Fist on there from the new Maximum yeah. Spider-Man the Maximum Carnage set. Fist. One of the Jessica Jones was on there. The, the Lantern, Lantern Ring. Ring. Lantern Ring. Cold Gun. Noah Buffing. It was yeah, yeah like gun, uh, right? like um no he had a it was like uh, the cold cold cone of cold global. That's it. Yeah. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Or the Haymaker Global, either one. Yeah. Or I think I had uh, Goliath on there. Something. Yes, you did. <laughs> but, it's one, well. one. <clears throat> but it's just like I attack, deal a bunch of ring damage, then I'll use these fists for Iron Fist's ability, yep. and then I'll use them to pump up a character and at the same time pump up Jessica Jones. Yes, and this all sounds good. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, thanks, Russ, for sharing your it combo. Really is. <laughs> it really does because they, they, I'm taking one energy – and using it three ways, and that's what the ring and the Iron Fist allow you to do. It's kind of fun. So, and there's something else that we saw. It's it's X Men. Yeah, it's in a, in the X Men set. There's one that you can use shields yeah. for all the stuff too. So, it, I imagine you do we're, one oh, damage yeah, yeah. for each shield. Yeah, I yeah, imagine so. we're going to see a shield version of this yeah. soon. So it's it's a timing <laughs> thing. It's a lot of fun, and this goes back to that Jessica Jones because if I buff up something that's not blocked, Jessica Jones is still getting. Plus one for everything. Yeah, I really. And like her art Jessica is Jones. just so great. Yeah, I do like her art. <laughs> all, right, all right, so so how many more teams you got? You got like three. No, I just I three. have one. So so yeah, no, that, that's what I was checking. So you have like three oh. more. So we're gonna take an intermission from the the rust combo hour. Oh, oh so, <laughs> so every so we each go. Rust goes three times. We yeah. each go. Yeah. Rust yeah. goes three times. We're we're, we're we're pretty much the let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, well, so. The unfair thing about this is rust things up the combos while we're all talking about our other ones. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I come up with a combo, and then by the time it's back around to rust, he's got five new ones. <laughs> yeah. and then we all go, and then he's got. That's five just the way ones. my brain works. I know these guys have good combos. I know Steve's been playing a lot with Madame Webb, so I know there's a lot of stuff there. Yep. So, Jared, Jared what's what's your combo we got for our, our slight rust break? Well, it involves <laughs> Madame Webb. I love I love <laughs> love Madame Webb. So it's it's the rare, and it was something I I was playing around with uh, before everyone on the internet was playing around with it. Wow, hipster, hipster <laughs> Dr. J over I, here. I, I, I came up with a combo before, before it was cool. <laughs> I, think, I think you came up with that the night we did our preview uh, when we opened the feed. Yeah, so I'm it was, not a uh, fan of this It one. was Madam Webb and, I mean, and Adam Warlock, the like uncommon Adam it. Warlock. And so you get her out and you play with Nowhere. So you get her in the field and just wait until you roll Nowhere, the rare Nowhere, which allows you to swap a character die in the field with an unpurchased one of one cost higher. You pay the two energy, so everything has to block Madam Web, and then you, after the blockers are declared, you use nowhere to swap in Adam Warlock for her. They all deal their damage to Adam Warlock, and you take all those and put them on his card, and then when you roll nowhere again, you swap Adam Warlock out for a six-cost character and put him back on the card. I like the uncommon collector, because then when you field him, you can pick Adam Warlock, your opponent picks a character, and then you just remove the Adam Warlock dice from the game. <laughs> And, so dirty. And keep their, their characters on the card forever. Russ, this happened to him, and I ended up taking like 10 of his dice or something at one point. Were, were you careful to make sure they were all on the same level when you moved it to the card, too? No. If he, Maybe you gotta, I was. I don't know. It, 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 you that got, is the worst thing about that card. Just return them at the same <laughs> level. I don't remember what level they were if at. You, They're in a pile. If you don't have Shriek, <laughs> it, I, oh, here comes Shriek I don't again. think there's a... a yeah, really, really like you have to blank him in order to get in order to blank the card you have to blank the card you have to blank the card well you could you could blank him if he happens to be in the field but you're not going to get that lucky and so if you have to blank the card and shriek is really one of the shrieks is the only way to do that right now um so it's really really a nasty combo yep and and now we bring you mid brewing back to russ (laughs) oh i i love that (laughs) madame webb honestly there is so many different things you could swap in for her that's just awesome. Or you could just play her with some characters with big stats and let them go through. Yeah, that's, that works too. That's like a good combo. You know, a la old, old Guy Spider. Gardner. I just play with Guy Gardner and let them all Old through. Spider Bomb kind of style. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. She's yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. So in this new set, I love this Angela, the super rare Angela uh, with Infiltrate. Infiltrate can't be blocked and don't deal combat damage. And then I've been pairing her with True Believer Global that pay two mask once during your turn. You may remove one of your characters from the field zone. So attack, they can't block, 
if I look at my infiltrate characters, see that there's enough attack damage there, just pay two masks, remove Angela, and the attack damage goes through. So, pretty simple, but... Yeah. Wow, a simple yeah. Well, for like, us. That, that did, I'm, I'm a little caught off guard, though. That didn't take a five-minute explanation. Uh, <laughs> we, we didn't need to break the whiteboard out to follow the damage yeah, yeah. round. There's no flow chart involved. Yep. Uh, so do you guys have any other combos? Uh, the, the one that I've been toying with is the super rare uh, Star-Lord. Who gives all the guardian characters uh, call out? Yeah, I'm, so the, the, the way and you give it to the rocket raccoon, either the rare or the uncommon. Oh, the, the rare is so good because it's the one KO'd, right? He, he yeah, he just deals, deals one damage, but the uncommon is actually pretty good too because he deals his attack to target character die. And so you call out if they if they don't have to block him, but he's got such yeah. great attack stacks. Yeah. So I, I got to ask you: have, Has the call out math worked for you? Because it seems like you you have to have a odd number of characters attacking, or a call out's going to end up canceling it out because you have to target characters, right? So if they only have like one, and if you don't have three characters, the first two technically cancel each other out, right? Or if have you had I any problems had, with that? I haven't had a problem with that. Have you, I have had a problem with that. Yeah, <laughs> where you have more call-out characters in the field than your opponent has characters. So you, you can't, can't attack with you all can't of them. attack with all of them because then the call-out gets canceled and they can basically block whatever they want with it. So that Star Lord is probably one of my most wanted cards in the set. Have you played any infiltrate with the with that? Because I kind of want to try the Angela and that. I, he I, played with uh, Gamora that has infiltrate. Yeah, that, that that Gamora is actually pretty good too. You can the rare Gamora. And because uh, I know the timing would be kind of weird that. with the you can't block with the infiltrate, but with the call out, so I I I, I feel like it would give you two options, yeah, like yeah. two different. So you can use Gamora to call someone out, and if they don't block, then you infiltrate her back. She deals two damage instead of one. Yeah. There's so many good guardians. So it's in either set. you take so, two and she stays in the field, or you take four. Do you have all through. guardians on that team? I know you were playing it. The yeah, day. I, 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 well, except for the collector rare, that's the only one. Oh, he so might as well be a guardian, right? So many, <laughs> he might yeah. as well just have all the affiliations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stupid rare collector, he's dumb. <laughs> all right, Russ. Not really? Yeah, tell, he's tell really us, dumb. Tell us how you really yeah. feel. Oh, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because you don't. Are, are we gonna are we gonna have, have to a dedicated therapy session for your your collector hate? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. There's other cards that I hate way more than the Rare Collector. <laughs> All right, so are you down to like your Ronin? Are, are you down to your last combo? I would just say uh, any Guardians with the Cosmo, the common Cosmo that doesn't he's, read very he's, well. He's not good. I don't like him. I have that ability to KO him, which opens up tons of doors with a free KO, <laughs> right? So I can prep oh dear, uh, I can do a King. lot of that. But... <laughs> But it protects my other guardian. So if I have like the the super rare uh, Star Lord, Star-Lord. I can call out whatever, and I'm not going to take combat damage. Uh, I found it really helped Angela. You know, protect Angela from like magic missile or those kind of things, so they couldn't ping her out. So I I kind of like just that ability to protect all my. Guardians, there's so many good guardians in the set to be able to attack and take no damage. Yeah, and I'm still just itching to get the star, the um, Starhawk <laughs> combined with this team. Oh, like, man. I'm just like, Martin's like, oh, I want to do it so bad. Um, I want to play with the rare Yondu. I don't have that one. And everyone, I don't think anyone's talking about it. I, I kind of like that with the ability to KO him and deal damage for everything that's not a sidekick. He could work, he could work really good on a Doomsday team. <laughs> All the dooms. All right, Russell. Before we wrap up, did we miss out and any combos that you may have left? Oh no, I just pulled out the cold, cold gun and shriek. They they're a sweet competitive combo. Yeah, I just I, love that. Yeah, I, I think that goes back to us. Like we we probably are in a world where you got to have two blankers and two win conditions for 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 an effective team because you got to be able to flex and I was, pivot to a different one. I, I was brewing the other day and I ran into the problem where I was like. I really want an energy fixer on this team, but there's no space for it. I can't afford to put the energy yeah. fixer on this team this yeah. time. So are, are you on Russ's team where he wants to petition for more character slots? I was going to say, I think that's the most common message that we've gotten <laughs> hey, in the Slack recently is I've Russ all, going, can I have 15 characters on my team? <laughs> I've, already, I've already got like six playmats that only have eight 
eight character is spots. Can so. you just put two no, of them not. together? Like <laughs> eight is not enough. You right. can you can cut the cards in half and bring half of each, <laughs> and you only get right. half the ability yeah. of it though. So if yeah. you guys, the combos I want to hear from people are nowhere. I want to hear what people. I want to hear up all their nowhere. combos because yeah, I, I, all I, the combos because yeah. there's so many out there that we haven't even yeah, thought like that, of yet. That's what that's what I want to hear. So even if it's not a quote unquote competitive combo, we want to hear some of the crazy zanies combos too that you've managed to pull out with these new sets. Um, and it's this this list will ever be evolving. So if you guys want to so send, yeah, if you guys want to send that in, shoot us an email doubleburst at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Gentlemen, thank you so much. I always kind of like seeing all these crazy combos and stuff. And um, we can't wait to hear from you guys at home. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. Do you guys like using that list of drag? Or what's your favorite new card combo? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe so you automatically get this episode, and cool player resources. We just posted a cool X-Men First Class pack opening video and extra episode segment which you should have gotten if you are subscribed to the podcast again make sure you check out the ko king's etsy shop you can always use the code db listeners to give you five dollars off your order that's all through october and big thanks to game haven sandy for giving us a place to record if you guys live in utah make sure you check them out if not check them out online at yourgamehaven.com. of course big thanks to everybody who listens to the show and until next time my friends May your dice rolls be ever in your favor.